Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. gentlemen welcome to a new episode of the pure mind magic podcast i'm happy that you are listening today and we are talking about happiness today actually also about meditation and nutrition and energy and for all that i found a very special guest from the united states his name is harry sherwood and he's the co-founder of consciously.org and he calls himself a holistic health and conscious lifestyle coach so he will explain what that means living consciously and he has some programs i think that are very interesting and he will tell us more about that in this episode so be prepared to get some really good advice and great content and here's for you live harry sherwood welcome to the show Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great, Harry. So I would say for those people who don't know you yet, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Absolutely. I'll give a little bit of my background. It typically helps people catch up with uh, what a conscious lifestyle coach is. And about 10 years ago, I left my normal life. I was coaching sports performance coaching, coaching high school football, and I just didn't feel like I was living the life I was being called to live. I didn't, I felt kind of suffocated in the average lifestyle that I was living. So I left, I moved to China and I studied Tai Chi and Qigong, which are meditation in motion, typically uh, tuned into our inner energy source with Shaolin monks. And I lived and stayed there for over three months. Then I came back to the States and I moved into an ashram, which is a yogic monastery where yogis and monks practice their spiritual path. And a lot of people think of yoga as in the stretching that a lot of people in the West typically are starting to do more and more. But this was much deeper, much more of a spiritual path, diving into that internal energy source once again. And I stayed there for six months. And then after that, I went back to college. I transferred to the University of Michigan and I studied religious studies. But I created my own curriculum because they didn't have a religious studies program. So I call it a consciousness studies degree because it was much more focused on 
mind, brain, and spirituality, psych- psychology and spiritual development, a different perspective, so to say. And after those two years, and during those two years, I did some traveling, went to West Africa, went to Indonesia, studied some ceremonies and different tribes, which was an amazing time. Went back to the States, and then I moved back to the ashram again, and I was going to become a monk. I almost became a yogic monk, but obviously, if I had, I would not be talking to you here today. And since that point, I've been teaching holistic health. I've been teaching people how to meditate and how to eat a plant-based diet for both sports performance as well as just general health. I've been uh, teaching people life coaching and how to bring the magic into their lives. I met my partner, who's my the other co-founder of Consciously. She has a different background. Her background is in homeopathy, uh, emotional release techniques, theta healing. And so now we have put together a six-month program where we bring all of that into someone's life. And that's what a conscious lifestyle program is, is learning how to live life in a conscious way that both supports ourselves to create our highest self as well as the the world around us. So it's been a, it's been a decade long journey of finding myself and and finding what I was called to do and then building something to help others do the same thing. Wow, Harry, that really is an interesting story and you kind of saw a lot of the world and I love your approach to bring more magic into people's lives, so exactly my mission. You gave a lot of content, so I'm going to pick a couple of things. You told that you are teaching meditation. So what is your approach on that? What we do is we have a 90-day course. Within our six-month course, we start people off on the meditation and as we're doing the coaching. But it's very much it's non-religious, non-spiritual. We just want to get people slowing down. We want to bring them back to the present moment. And so we spend the 12 to 13 weeks with different meditation techniques, whether it's just listening to our surroundings or diving into affirmations and visualizations or even into contemplating death. There's several different ones that we utilize because different people respond to different things. And some people come and say, oh, my gosh, I love the listening. Actually, it was funny. One week. I had one person on Tuesday come and say, I've, I've loved the listening one. I just, that's, that's my favorite one. And two days later, someone else came up and said, I cannot do the listening one. It's just so challenging for me. It's the hardest one we've done so far. And which is exactly why we're doing that. And along the way, we have the guided meditations. We have classes to go over the theory behind why are we doing affirmations? How does that re wire our neurons in our brain why are we doing listening what's the what's the spiritual concept but it's not we don't go into the spiritual we just go into how does this help you in several different ways and i've seen i've seen good results and it allows people to find their footing within their own meditation technique yes i can absolutely relate to that and why would you say harry that meditating is so important It, there's so many different levels, so many different levels. So a part of our program is to help people identify who they are. Quite often, we rarely ask ourselves that on anything other than a surface level. Oh, I am this person. I'm this age. I live in this area of the world. This is my occupation. And then they identify with those things. And so we become identified with surface level identities. But when we start to peel those back, 
you know, what's left. And then we get into maybe some social identities, uh, maybe race, creed, uh, color, or um, various, various identities that are good, still make up a part of us, but they aren't the core. And so we keep peeling those back. And so we get to the core values and who am I when I just am there beyond my body, beyond my mind. And meditation is such a beautiful way to do that. It's a way to go into the stillness and go into the silence, connect with myself when all else is gone. And on a really deep level, we the, the deep purpose of it is that there's a part of us that is never changes. It's always there. It's always been the same from the age of one to five to 40 to 80. And that is our awareness. Our thoughts change. Our emotions change. Our body changes. What we like changes our preferences. But the fact that we are simply aware of all things, aware of those thoughts, aware of those emotions, that never changes. It's just simply like a video camera recording all things around us. And when we can tap into that, we recognize that I am not my thoughts. We recognize I am not my emotions. I am not my body. I have those things. It's a tool. My body's a vessel, but I am the awareness within. And when we can tap into that, we can start to overcome things like anxiety, sadness, depression, um, anger, and we can recognize them as just a human experience that I'm experiencing in this moment, allow it to come, allow it to go, without needing to identify that I'm an angry person or I'm a sad person. So it inevitably starts to help our mental health. It starts to tune us into a much happier disposition in life. Um, and it doesn't, it can be an easy conversation just like this to get someone to snap into, oh my gosh, that makes sense. It doesn't need to be some super deep spiritual principle. It can be, but it's something that's both good for our spiritual health, our mental health. And then we're finding more and more in studies today that quite often, one of the main causes of moods, of uh, anxiety, depression, all these things, we thought was chemical imbalances. And while that still holds weight, we're seeing that inflammation is often a huge cause as well. And meditation helps to reduce inflammation specifically in the brain. So we start to really, really touch on physical, mental, and spiritual health all at once just through one modality. Makes perfectly sense. So you would say also from a scientific standpoint that meditation can rewire our brain or change things physically in the brain? Yes, yes. And that comes down to something called neuroplasticity, which essentially means that my brain is not set and done. You know, once a lot of people say, well, once you're an adult, you are the way you are. It's actually not true. A lot of studies are coming out showing us that a habit is just a neural connection in our brain. So two dendrites and neurons connecting. And then every time we do you, we do that habit or have that thought, we fire a little chemical and electrical signal. Well, the ones that we ignore start to die away. They start to disconnect. So if I have a bad habit of being anxious all the time, I'm, I'm feeding the fire. I'm creating a deeper indent. But if I start to utilize meditation to get away from that and to become calm in those same situations, I start to send the river of water down a different path. And the longer I do that, the more it creates a different indent, a different neural connection, and the other one starts to die away. So we can literally rewire our brains through habit 
And specifically, this one is a really good habit of that brings on health all the way around. So in other words, by making new connections in our brains and developing new habits, we really can create a new reality. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. And that's a fun way of putting it and an adventurous way of putting it. It doesn't need to just be about health. We, we often talk about it. But think about that in, in an adventurous way. We can go within ourselves to create a new reality around us, to create a new lifestyle that supports something that we have fun in and that we're happy in and that we enjoy doing. We can actually have fun in life. We don't have to go through life um, being afraid all the time. So, yeah, it's, it's a very adventurous thing as well as a healthy thing. So to wrap it up, by changing our inner world, we can change our outer world. Yes, beautiful. Well said. Good. So let's move on to energy because there are so many concepts out there saying that everything is energy, even all material things are energy. What is your take on that, Harry? That's exactly what we teach. Uh, if we look at physics, specifically Newtonian physics, the physics that most people know today, Exactly as you say, everything at its at its molecular level is energy. It's protons, neutrons, electrons, so on and so forth. So if we take that and we look at something like a table or a drawer or you know our pants, it's all energy. And then we also have to recognize that well, that means that our bodies are energy as well. That means that our our, our brains are energy. And then when we we get into the scientific perspective of Well, that means the chemicals within our body, the liquids within our body are all energy as well. So if I'm in a state, if I'm in a, a happy mood state and I have specific chemicals in my brain and a lack of inflammation as well as uh, specific chemicals in my brain firing, people will say, well, that's just a byproduct of chemicals. And I said, well, what are those chemicals doing other than creating a specific vibration because all energy gives off vibration? It's a specific frequency that tunes us into happiness, that tunes us into sadness, whatever it may be. And if we look at it like that, then everything is everything around us is energy. It's a sea of energy. It's a dance of energy. And recently, um, actually, we were... My partner and I were both co contributing authors in a book about happiness. And my entire chapter talked about this exact concept. So it's everything around us is energy on some level of another vibrating at a specific frequency. There's only one thing that really can be created beyond energy, which is what I was talking about earlier. It's that conscious awareness. So there's that part of us that is never, never touched by our minds, never, never Uh, tainted by our, our moods. It's just that conscious awareness that takes in all things. So it's a dance of consciousness and energy. And that energy can be utilized in so many different ways and it can be heightened and it can be lowered and we can have lots of energy or we can be in a low mood. Um, and so that is very much the principle of how do we bring happiness into our lives? We, we learn to dance the dance of consciousness and energy. And then we could go down the rabbit hole of quantum physics and go down the rabbit hole of spirituality, which I love doing. Um, but that's the, that's the base understanding that all things are either consciousness or energy in, in this beautiful dance of life that it can be really challenging at times, but it also can be a beautiful adventure. Wow. Very nice. 
So what would be your tips to improve energy or to get more energy? Mm. There's several. There's several different ways to do it. Number one, nutrition is a fantastic way to do it. You know, we if, if we're sticking with everything is energy, then the food that we eat is energy as well. And plants are everything that is more, we call it levels of degradation. So if I eat an apple, that is its original state. It's its original form, full of nutrients, uh, phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals, all just this amazing thing that is, is naturally grown. Then if I turn it into applesauce and I add in maybe a little bit of sweetener or you know some extra things to make it taste good, that's one level away from the original source. So that doesn't mean that applesauce is bad, but now we're at level one of degradation. And we can take that out to you know, apple-flavored cereal that is fake flavoring. That's super far from what we're originally trying to get. And so the more whole food, plant-based we can get, so our fruits, our vegetables, our nuts and seeds, our whole grains and our legumes, all first level of natural eating that gives us high levels of energy. And each one of those comes with something called a phytonutrient or a phytochemical, which is which helps us detox our body from toxin, toxins, toxic buildup and waste that we might have held onto for years because our body has been storing it in our fat cells. So uh, a plant-based diet is a fantastic way to raise our, our energy level immensely. Meditation is another modality that helps. Some meditations make us really calm and want to go to sleep. Others, like affirmations specifically, especially if it's something that I'm really trying to ramp my energy up with, can help peak that energy, can help stir the energy within, stir the soul and, and get us moving forward in such a, an amazing way. Um, and those are two, I don't want to say easy because they can be challenging, but two really good ways to increase our energy source. Um, and there's tons of different meditation techniques. Yogic meditation focuses on internal energy. The Qigong and Tai Chi I was talking about focus on energy movement. Um, and then exercise is a great way to increase our energy naturally, healthily. Um, so, so many different ways. And it's whatever works for the individual. You know, if, if, if you like yoga, someone else likes working out or running, uh, if someone else wants to change their nutrition, someone else wants to meditate, they're all different great modalities that you can help your health with. All right. So I liked all the things you said about nutrition. And what would you say in an all-day life would be the best breakfast to have energy for the whole day? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I am a fan of, obviously, plant-based nutrition. Breakfast is... One of my favorite meals. I am a big fan of smoothies, uh, if done correctly, of course. We don't want to just throw a bunch of sweet things in there. But uh, my green smoothies are one of my favorite things to do. And usually that comes in, I will add a, a dark leafy green. So that could be kale, spinach, arugula, chard, whatever it is. But a dark leafy green to start. And follow it up with a uh, usually a non-sweet fruit. Or a vegetable. So that could be a non-sweet fruit would be something like a cucumber uh, or a vegetable would be something like celery or carrots, whatever it is. Um, ideally, we want to start to change the color. We have a dark leafy. Let's try to get a different color in there because each color is represented by a different uh, phytonutrient specifically. 
and a different antioxidant. So the, the orange in carrots is a different phytonutrient than the green in the dark leafy greens. So those two are my base. And those are usually not the best tasting. So people are like, oh, this sounds awful to start with. From there, we do start to make it more tasty. From there, we add in a sweet fruit. And I usually either throw an orange or a banana in. Those two are, are great. I love them. And then we follow that up with a berry of some sort. Berries are loaded with antioxidants. Absolutely fantastic. Blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, whatever it may be. So now we have four things that are our base. We follow that up with a, a nut or a seed of some sort. Chia seed, hemp seed, pumpkin seed, cashews, almonds, whatever it may be, because we want the fat in there. The fat, good fats are good for us. And we can't even absorb specific vitamins if we don't have fats because there's water-soluble vitamins and fat-soluble vitamins. And we need fats as well just in our everyday life. And then I usually finish it off with some sort of spice. I love cinnamon. Cinnamon's really good for you, good for high blood pressure. So I throw cinnamon in mine, maybe some turmeric, uh, whatever spice you like to make it taste good. And then I finish it off with water. But as people are starting, they can do something like an almond milk or coconut milk, something like that. Water is what I use. I blend that up. I have my green smoothie. And then I'll usually have a bowl of oatmeal or a nut butter toast or an almond or an avocado toast, something of the like. But the green smoothie is really going to ramp up that energy to start the day. Oh, that makes sense. So all of the smoothies kind of remind me of a magic drink, something like that. So, mm -hmm. Harry, do you think there could be a way that you could create a recipe for a magic smoothie for our listeners of this episode? I like that. I like that. Yes, absolutely. That is something. Um, and that, you know, it, what's funny about that is that recipe structure of what I just went over, I would call that a magic structure because you can have fun because some people don't like kale as much as spinach. Other people don't like carrots as much as cucumbers, you know, whatever it may be. So they can mix and match. But that structure right there is really that that's the magic because you're going to get a wide variety of nutrients in that you're going to it's going to taste good. It, and to start off, you might use more sweets. If you're a seasoned nutritious eater, you might not need to do that. Like I think they taste fantastic. Some people are like, wow, that's really green and earthy. But I, li I like the name of that. That's very much the uh, – it's a magic magic recipe structure to follow. But I could also um, send you a specific one after this that you can post with this because I think that would be that would be great. Yeah, I think so too. That was just a spontaneous impulse, but they are most <laughs> of the time the best. So looking at evening and dinner when – people come home, I think it's really important to relax, to calm down, to refresh yourself. So what is your advice for the best dinner? Mm, best dinner. That's a good time to get in. I Legumes are extremely important. So your beans, your uh, just different, different legumes and different grains that are good for you. You know, there's also there's a huge debate about grains nowadays and whether they're good for us or not. They are in specific ways and in specific amounts. I don't want to go overboard. You need a ton of grains, but uh, lentils or beans of some sort are a great base. Add in something like a brown or wild rice or a good quinoa, something like that, and mix those together. 
that's a good base. And then add something. So I'm in, I'm in California and we eat a lot of Mexican food. Mexican food is fantastic. Um, and this is something you'll see out here quite a bit. So black, black beans, brown rice, and then you add on, uh, steamed vegetables typically, which, or sauteed vegetables, which would be onions and bell peppers and maybe some broccoli, mushrooms, really getting in a lot of vegetables that are full of phytonutrients. Mushrooms are some of the best things you can eat. Onions are as well. Chopped up some garlic in there. I mix that all together. I want there to be as much vegetables as there is rice and beans put together. I want a ton of vegetables. Mix that all together. And then I top it with some sort of sauce that isn't too salty or too full of tons of, of bad oils, maybe, uh, or extra sugars and added sweeteners. Uh, and then I add some spices into that, maybe a little good, healthy hot sauce, mix that all together. That is what we call a Buddha bowl. And it's just full of great plant-based nutrients that will make you really satisfied and full so that's something I eat quite often. Uh, we're a big proponent of stews and soups as well. Vegetable soups are fantastic. The longer you let them sit, the more tasty they are. You can make up a big batch, freeze some, put the rest in the, re the refrigerator if you like to eat multiple batches. Um, so those are typically just a quick two that are great stews and then the, the Buddha bowl. And you can add different things to the Buddha bowl, add different vegetables, uh, change out the the beans for lentils or change out the rice for quinoa and it's a really another good another structure that's very healthy okay so i think i'm getting hungry now after your good <laughs> <laughs> pictures around dinner and mexican food so i always eat that too when i'm in the united states that's really good we don't have it in that kind of quality in germany or it's rare to find so mm. just One last question on the nutrition part, because the day is long and you started with breakfast, you have dinner and normally some people feel like in the morning kind of a hole around 11 o'clock or other people in the late afternoon, like they get the feeling that they need some sugar. Do you have a magic tip on a really good and healthy snack that gives you new power? Mm. You know, the power of water is amazing. We often tell people, especially when they're trying to lose weight, that just have some water. It'll fill you up. It'll hydrate you. Quite often when we're extra hungry or we're starting to lose our energy, we might just be dehydrated. We might just need some water. So I always carry around a 32-ounce um, water with me all of the time. Now, if that is not going to do it and you're someone who already drinks a bunch of water, Fruits and nuts are both great. An apple, an apple is actually an energy booster. So a good apple, once again, full of nutrients. That is, that's a great snack, and it should, it should, it shouldn't make you full uh, for hours and hours and hours. But it's a great snack. Pick me up before your next meal, without a doubt. Any, any sort of nut or seed, a handful or a couple handfuls of that. Vegetables like carrots or celery sticks, dip them in some hummus or some you know, cashew butter or peanut butter, something like that. Those are great to hold you over. And it's it's really something that people, when they are trying to stay fit or lose weight or, you know, if it's more of a an aesthetic look that they're going for, they're afraid to snack. They're afraid to eat too much. 
But if you're eating nutrient-dense foods, which means that the food you are eating has more nutrients in it, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, than it does calories, then you are going to lose weight no matter how much you eat. I eat a ton of food, a ton of food. Um, but when you eat something that is really like a, a piece of white bread or uh, white rice even or something super processed – you are eating a lot of calories with very to little to no, no nutrients left in it. So make sure that it's healthy. But, yeah, snack away. Snack away on some fruits and veggies and some hummus and um, bring in some nut butters in there or just drink some water. Make sure you're hydrated along the way. Ah, wow. So it's really hard when I look at you and see that you are in perfect shape to imagine that mm. you are eating a ton of foods to every day. But <laughs> I like that approach with the, the good food. So when people get interested in that, is there a program? Specific to nutrition? Yes. Or... You know, that's a good question. We have a program, but our program isn't just nutrition. It's everything. It's meditation, nutrition, uh, lifestyle coaching, emotional release, homeopathy, and natural health um, care. So it's everything put together. If that's someone, someone, something someone's interested in, then yes, we have a program. Other than that, just specific to nutrition, um, I would look into, I would look actually, I would start off with a couple documentaries because there are several documentaries that go over why plant-based nutrition is a really good choice. And then they usually have various links, but the one that immediately comes to mind, the doctors to look into if it's just nutrition are, there's someone named Dr. Furman, Dr. Joel Furman, and he's written several books, uh, specifically one of them is, um, Uh, it's something about heart. I'm, I'm losing it. I've read it a while ago, uh, but it's about heart disease. He's a fantastic doctor. There's Dr. Michael Greger. He's got great nutrition advice as well. Uh, and there's several more, but those are probably my top two suggestions or, or reading the book called The China Study. That is the number one. If you want to learn about nutrition, read The China Study. It's one of the best, one of the most comprehensive nutritional studies ever done. Wow, I never heard of that, but that sounds great. So talking about books and recommendations, you mentioned some on the subject of nutrition now. Are there other recommendations you could give around meditating? Yes, absolutely. And my recommendations are more along the lines of theory behind meditation, along the lines of diving deep into your spiritual self, into mental health than they are. Here's step one of meditating. Here's step two. Um, but I mean, so, so many come to mind. The first one is the untethered soul and that's by Michael Singer. And it's about stepping into what's called the witness, which is that video camera. I was talking about that, awareness beyond the mind and that's its entire the entire book is about how to get there and it is unbelievably fantastic if you're someone who is looking to dive deep into some otherworldly concepts and to really challenge your belief systems of of anything from science to religion to anything in life there's a book called Illus the illusions yes illusions 
and I'm blanking on the person who wrote it, but Illusions, he also wrote, uh, he's written, I, I think, a dozen books, but Jonathan Livingston Siegel was his other book. So Illusions is fantastic. It will challenge many things in there. Uh, Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is fantastic. Another one to become present to really dive into your mental health, your spirituality. Um, and there's also one called The Autobiography of the Yogi. Now, that one is very spiritual, very, uh, very long book. I, uh, I recommend listening to that book. If, if anyone here is familiar with Audible, it's a new app where people can listen to books instead of read them. And that I found that majority of people have found it easier to listen to because there are a lot of um, names in Sanskrit and, and Hindu and various um, challenging things to read. But those four books are the off the top of my head, amazing books to read, to dive deep, to dive into um, another another level of life, so to say. Yes, that is definitely true. And of course, illusions make perfectly sense with this podcast all around magic and the magic illusions so i think i'm gonna check this book out myself you will you will like it you will like it a lot i think so and harry because we were talking about meditation and nutrition i think it's really important to get things done and to be productive to stay focused and to have mental clarity and stay on the path so do you have any tips on being more focused mm. um yeah yes yes nutrition and meditation are two of my tips absolutely um, it you know it really comes down to why why are you doing what you're doing are you going to a job that you hate are you doing something because someone else wants you to Are you doing something because you want to feel successful in society? What is your what is your reason behind doing what you're doing? And we talk about a concept called push-pull. Are you pushing towards something? Do you have to muster every ounce of willpower just to get up in the morning, just to do a specific task? Or are you being pulled towards it? Are you being – it's something you want to do so much that you forget to eat every now and then, that you are just absorbed in. And how can you turn your pushes into pulls? And quite often it's finding out what your, your purpose is. That what do you want to do in life? My purpose is to dive deep into different, uh, to higher levels of consciousness, to create that deep level of spirituality and to bring magic to the world. And someone would say, well, how is going on a hike doing that? Well, if I supercharge going on a hike with My health is extremely important because I teach health, because I get in the sun and I get all the vital vitamin D. I have fun with it. It opens up my lungs and it allows me to be more healthy and more connected to my surroundings, to myself. Then I have given it a different purpose, a different why behind that activity. And if it's something like going to work, well, why am I going to work? Uh, I don't really like my work, but it's helping me support my family. And my purpose is to create an amazing life for myself and my family. And so I need find I need money to do that. Okay, so now we need to we start to back our reason for going to work, not just oh I have to do this because it's horrible. No, I'm 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 creating the life for my kids and my whoever it is that I want, and it's giving us this ability and that ability. So I start to change my perspective. I start to make it a pull instead of a push. 
Because if we're only ever pushing, we're going to wear get worn out. We're not going to enjoy life. We're going to get in our own ways to our own definition of success. Mm, yes, as far as I know, this kind of concept, it says that it's important to know the why first before you start thinking about what and how. Yes. A, a good friend of mine has a quote that is, if you find your why, then your what will grow legs. Yes, that makes sense. So it's yeah. like a lot of people who start a business or something, they start on creating business cards and posters and banners, but not sitting down and thinking why they want to do that. Absolutely. Great example. So we got that. And let's move a little bit down the rabbit hole because I can't resist. You mentioned before quantum physics. I really love that field because for me, that is something that comes really close to real magic, as I say. And it also, I think, relates to what you said about push and pull, because when we look at Newtonian physics, it's more to push and we need a lot of energy and power to create something. But when we look at quantum physics, it's more that things, experiences, people and other circumstances find us. So what is your take, Harry, on quantum physics? Mm. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Um, quantum physics to me, now that we've gone over the understanding that everything is energy, quantum physics starts to tell us uh, a couple different things. One, that all energy exists both as a particle and a wave at the same time, which is really hard for us to wrap our heads around. What does that even mean? It means that everything is both simultaneously solid as well as non-solid. And why is that important to our reality? Whenever we look at something, it's solid. So how is that the case? Well, what we they found in quantum physics was... Uh, Through an experiment, they shot a photon out of a cannon, and they had two slits in this metal barrier, and then they would record the light on the back wall. And they just kind of turned the cannon left and right, and as you would think, they they came out with two slits on the back wall. You know, nothing very mind-blowing about that. Okay, that means everything's a particle. But when they took the recording apparatus away, when they stopped watching, and all they did was record the back wall, the photon acted differently and it recorded a wave pattern on the back wall instead of the particle pattern and the two implications of that are phenomenal number one that means that when we view the world we view it as solid but when we do not view the world when there is no conscious observer it acts differently which is absolutely phenomenal that means that Things are in what they call a superposition. We put them in a solid position by when we look at them, but when we're not looking at them, they're kind of in this fuzzy wave pattern. And a lot of people might recognize this by when you look at something at night and it doesn't seem solid, it's kind of like blurry. That's because it's literally in a vibrational pattern in that moment. And the other implication of that is that somehow, some way, that photon was conscious it was aware that it was being observed and that is even a greater mind-blowing reality 
Because that means that all things, whether conscious like humans or a little less conscious like plants or completely inanimate objects like the bed, are at some level, in some way, conscious. And this is where we get into really deep spiritual principles, because if you take that, that all things are conscious, and they're consciously and energetically connected, because we're both aware of, I'm aware that I'm looking at it, it's aware that it's being looked at, and vice versa, then we're connected. Quantum physics also tells us that our energy and our vibrational patterns, we give off energy waves, we give off you know those little frequencies we were talking about earlier, that we are energetically connected. So we're both, as going back, consciousness and energy. We're energetically connected and we're consciously connected. And spiritual deep concepts tell us that at our core, we are all one. We are all one consciousness, one greater consciousness. And we're all separate teardrops of the ocean or we're separate waves on the ocean of this larger energy, this sea of energy, this sea of consciousness. And so therefore, everything that I do affects the other every choice that i make every word that i speak every thought that i have every food that every piece of food that i eat it all affects everything around me on an energetic and conscious level and we are only starting to understand on a larger scale what the what that means spiritual traditions and i mean throw a dart in the dark at any of them and they all have been talking about this for thousands of years that we're all connected. There's this larger whole spirituality in its, in its core. And quantum physics is bridging the gap. We're starting to understand that, wow, we are all connected in such a, a profoundly deep way that it's, it's something that we're only starting to understand. And it's, I, I talk about magic. That is magic at its core to me. Yes, you are so right about that with uh, quantum physics. It's unbelievable. It's really mind-blowing what's going on there. So is there any advice you took from this field, something that could help us improve our everyday life? You know, going back to the principle that uh, we do, everything we do affects those around us. If you've ever walked into a room and you just get that vibe like, oh, It's just like there's a bad vibe in here. People have been arguing. Maybe you're at work and everyone's really you just get that. Uh oh, the boss is going to come in or you walk into a room and it's just like a maybe it's a kindergarten and everyone you just get that joyous sense immediately. That is on the quantum level, the energy you're affecting the energy. I mean, that's the word vibe comes from vibration. So, oh, good vibes, bad vibes. Well, it's the vibrations being put off by those individual people that makes a collective experience. So to bring that back to our lives, how can we create a good energy, a good vibe to help those around us? How can I walk into a room and brighten the room, maybe with just my smile? I mean, it's as simple as that. It doesn't need to be some crazy, I need to learn how to become some yogic meditation master. Yeah, that helps. But I can walk into a room and I can affect those around me on a level that they are not even conscious of or on the surface level conscious, but they're only partially conscious of that can have such a great impact on myself because I also, when I affect the domino effect, if I affect the next person and they affect the next person, by the time it gets back around to me, hundreds of people are affected and it's creating a world with the vibration that I want, that I enjoy, that helps me, that creates the world I want to live in. And so it's really, it gives us back the power. 
it gives us, you know, we can look at it like, oh, we're victims of other people's energy. Sure. But the more conscious you are of it, the more you can take the reins and become the one who affects people's energy positively. You can become the one who creates the lifestyle that you want. You can become the person who brings magic into their lives and truly starts to make life an adventure. That really is inspirational, Harry. I like that. That's that's a good concept. So that brings us really deep. So when people would like to dive deeper into the field of quantum physics and this mind-blowing concepts and creating real magic, is there another book recommendation you can give on that? Um, quantum physics in particular, there's a documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? And that I do suggest, without a doubt, that was my initial look into quantum physics. Uh, I don't know how long ago. It's been out for about 15 to 20 years. A specific book, there are two books I would recommend. One's called The Field by Lynn McTaggart. And that will go into how all things are energetically connected and consciously connected. That's a great book, great resource. And the other one that's really fun along the lines of magic, I mean, it's not fun. It's actually kind of... Uh, I don't want to say that, but it's kind of a dull read in its own way. But the implications of it are absolutely, I mean, talk about magic. They're studying in labs around the world today, superhuman powers. They're studying, can I have an effect of my mind on the pillowcase on the other end of this room? Can I lift things with my mind? Can I affect, can I see the other side of the world by closing my eyes? They are literally studying this in psychology labs around the world today in a very serious way. And this book is called um, Super Normal by Dean Radin, or Radin, R-A-D-I-N. Um, I mean, absolutely mind-blowing, fantastic. Talk about getting some magic going and starting to open our eyes to, you know, the, the concept of a super, a superhuman, a super being, whatever you want to call it, just someone who has higher abilities and capacities might just be something that humans are, are just tapping into. We're just starting to open a larger box of reality, and which I think only follows. I mean, we've only sped up our, our evolution over the last 20, 40, 50, 100 years as time goes on. It only makes sense that we are going to start to discover greater abilities that humans have always naturally had. Wow. Open a larger box to reality. I really love that. That's fantastic, though. I have the feeling I could speak for hours to you on that subject. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, so many things about that. And I think it's quite known that there is this kind of uh, field around us or that every person has a magnetic field around them. And when you change your frequency, like your feelings, your thoughts, the energy field around you changes as well and you are able to attract new people and new circumstances and new things into your life yes yes and that's very much and I, i like the way you put that and i like to think of it as as a magnet or my own gravitational field of i start to think positively i, I bring positivity back to me the, the book the secret was a uh, a way that a lot of people started to tap into that, into the, it's the manifestation movement of manifesting things in our lives. Um, and it's, there's so much to it and there's so much that we can, we can have fun with. It's, it's fun. It's an adventure. I, I like to think of life that way because it, it excites me. I like that. And I once found a quote that every 
adventure is just one decision away. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's powerful. Yes, definitely is. So, Harry, you mentioned that there is this program concerning nutrition on your website. Are there any other programs people can find? So our program is called the Conscious Lifestyle Program. And what that is, it's pretty much everything I've talked about all into one. It's a six-month intensive where we take people through 90 days of meditating, 90 days of nutrition, and, and that's just the background. That's kind of the homework. That's You're going to meditate every day. We're going to change your lifestyle. Along that way, you have an hour-long call with me every week, and we start off by going over your history. We call it a life review. Who are you? What have you experienced? What have you liked? What have you not liked? What has impacted you? Where are you in life? All of these questions. And then we do a life vision. From where you are today, where do you want to go? Who do you want to become? How do we how do we make you the own guide in your own life? Because so often we're we're living someone else's dream. We're not living our own true dream and our own true reality that we would choose. So we 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 develop something that is going to be our choice. And then each week we do accountability around that. We set goals around that. We start to peel back the layer of all those beliefs we have within ourselves and get rid of them. And then once a month, you have a three-hour session with my partner, Melanie, Melanie McDaniel. And that's the emotional side of things, the emotional release, the energy release. You know, now that we're talking about energy, getting rid of those energetic blockages within ourselves. Um, and those are extremely powerful. I mean, quite often people will shed a tear during those because a lot of us have emotional blockages from our past, maybe some trauma. She works with trauma people quite often, uh, even to the level of PTSD, if it's severe, but just things to get rid of along the way. And then we also go in and we do a life cleanse and we have people clean out their kitchen, clean out their house, clean out all the toxins that they have around them. Because quite often what will happen is someone will go to say a Tony Robbins event or some sort of mindset coaching event or course. And they, they get, they're on this high. They're super excited. They just read this amazing book and then they go to try to implement it in their life and their old life just magnetically sucks them back in, takes them back to ground zero. And they're like, what happened? I thought this was it. And that's because our old life has that energetic vibration and we need to change our lifestyle. We need to change the exact the place that we live. And so we do that along the way and we really help people create an environment that supports their new vision in life. And then we also go into some homeopathy, getting rid of toxins, getting rid of the chemicals that we're putting in our bodies with uh, different medications and replacing them with just natural substances. And that's all in a six month program. And it's really it, it's meant to help people create the life they've always wanted to live. Oh, fantastic. So I would love to do the program. And because you mentioned it, why do you think it is important to clean the house? You know, it's it's the concept of going out, having a breakthrough, coming back, and just that old energy, the old energy of me having habits that weren't supporting my dreams. You know, say I have a specific habit of sitting down at 6 p.m. every day and watching two and a half hours of shows and then going on Facebook for an hour and then eating a couple donuts during that. Now, that's an extreme in some cases, but other people are like, that's not extreme. I do that every night. And how is that supporting our lifestyle that we want? How do we start replacing that with creativity? 
with getting rid of, you know, the five things that usually cause you to do that. If you have donuts around, guess what? You're going to eat them. If you have, you know, your your room or your house is really dirty, guess what? That affects you. That's that energy vibration. Once again, it affects you. So we want to get rid of old clothes that our mind identifies with who we were when we were in our early 20s and we used to party all the time. So now every time we put on that piece of clothing, we get in that party mindset and we might do things we don't like doing. So the more we can create a, excuse me, a new energy, the more that we can help that repel or propel us into our new lifestyle. Uh, I got it. That makes absolutely sense. So I think there's so much you can share and you do have so much knowledge. I, I really love listening to you. So what would be for our listeners the best way to connect with you? Mm. Uh, our website, our website's super simple. There's a contact us there. We always respond to those. It's just a, an email. You just plop in, say, hey, I heard you uh, on the podcast and I wanted to connect. Uh, we also have our our business number on there. It goes directly to my cell phone. Um, so we were very, it's, it's myself or Melanie who answers those directly. Uh, easiest way to get a hold of us. Those are, those are simple ways. All right. And so you do a lot of online programs. Are there any live events coming up or do you plan some of them? You know, it, it depends here or there. Uh, we've, we've spoken at a couple different events, but they're usually either charities or at schools, none that we are hosting ourselves quite yet. Uh, we, we like to piggyback on other people's events if, if the energy connects and fits. Uh, there's one life, one life fully lived in the United States in Philadelphia and in Sacramento. We are very close with the owners of that. And it's all about supporting youth and inner city youth and troubled youth to dream, to learn how to dream again and to create a, a beautiful, beautiful adventure as we've been talking about when quite often a lot of them aren't ever even told that they're allowed to have a dream. So we like to support uh, different nonprofits like that. All right, I got it. So I think, Harry, we went th really through a lot today and hopefully you are creating a recipe for the magic smoothie that I will post mm. then and link back to you. Yes. Uh, and now for the final, do you have any quote you really love? Mm. I have tons of quote I really love. No, the main quote to me that sums up where the power is held is you are the one that you have been waiting for. Wow, that is fantastic. That is really amazing, really magical. Harry, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It was really a pleasure talking to you and maybe one day I will can bring you back to Pure Mind Magic. Absolutely. I've, I've had a great time here. I'd love to come back at any points. I love what you're doing. Uh, the word magic in itself is magical. Uh, so I love that that's in your, uh, in your title. And I would love to learn as, as much from you as I'm sure you could teach me that I've, I've shared. So this, is, this has been beautiful and I appreciate having me on. Great. Thanks again, Harry. Until soon, have a good time and bye-bye. Take care.
What an inspirational interview with Harry Sherwood. I hope you found some great advice too and can't wait to check out the magical smoothie. I will put the recipe for it in the show notes. I would be very happy if you subscribe to the channel of Pure Mind Magic as well as even more happy when you become a patron by clicking on the green button at victoriamavis.podbean.com. So you will be part of the magic community starting with just one dollar to make sure that this podcast stays free and also free from advertisement. To make you curious about next Friday interview coming up, I have a woman on the show next week. Her name is Dr. Jamie Kulaga. She's an author and she tells us how we can release our inner superpower. Also, how to set goals correctly and how to find mental blocks that are holding us back so that we can live our life with more fulfillment and create more success for ourselves and for others. So make sure to tune in next Friday to the Pure Mind Magic podcast. My name is Victoria Mavis. Until next Friday, create some magic. <laughs>